0: Beautiful family, a spacious home, and a prosperous job. Job had it all, and then it was gone. All gone, systematically destroyed by Satan with God's permission. So how does Job react? Well, that's what we find out on Through the Bible with our teacher, Dr. J. Vernon McGee. I'm Steve Schwetz, welcoming you aboard the Bible bus for a great time of study and encouragement in God's Word. And in just a minute... We're going to begin, but first, Greg and I have got a quick update on our World Prayer Team. We're traveling this week through Northern Europe.
1: Normally a part of the world where we struggle to get response, but I'm so happy to say that God is using our ministry, not just in Northern Europe, but uh, today we want to talk about our ministry in Sweden. Mm-hmm. And of course, we're going to talk about our Swedish ministry, but we also minister in yeah. other languages in Sweden.
0: Yeah. A lot of people think, oh, well, you're ministering in Sweden and all the responses from a bunch of blonde haired Northern European <laughs> Blue-eyed, people yeah. speaking Swedish, yes, shopping at Ikea, but that's not <laughs> the case. Oftentimes, 15% of Sweden's population are immigrants and conservatively, they get in more than a 100,000 immigrants Year. So it's yeah. a huge mission field for us.
1: Yeah, and this is uh, why our digital initiatives are so exciting because they uh, we're no longer restricted by a radio footprint with our yep. digital. But let's just get right into some of the great responses from Sweden.
0: Yeah, here's an immigrant who writes, "We live in Stockholm, but our home is northern Ethiopia." Wow. We use, here it is again, <laughs> yeah. WhatsApp media to listen to the Bible study program that you present in the Tigrinya language. <laughs> this is a great opportunity to grow in my biblical knowledge. God bless you.
1: And if any of you are wondering, why did Greg and Steve talk talk so much about the future and digital? It, we love radio. We're not against radio, but yeah. the digital can do this. It can reach an Ethiopian immigrant in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Now here's Eliana in Stockholm who shares, I was listening to the program through the Bible and shared it with our pastor. We both agreed the church staff would benefit as well. Now everyone enjoys listening, and we are blown away by what we are learning. Man. That's awesome. That is wonderful. <laughs>
0: Here's one, and I I knew this would happen. I, I, I thought, I bet there's going to be an Arabic speaker <laughs> in Sweden yeah. that's writing in, and here we go. This is Adele who listens to Through the Bible in Arabic and writes, God is love, and Jesus Christ ordered us to love one another like he loved us. This love has come to reality through Jesus, and it is carried on through people like you who aim to plant seeds of love, peace, hope, and faith in the world. I feel less weary as you have explained this love and have carried our burdens in prayer. Thank you for helping me to understand God's love is real. I cannot thank you enough for your heart, for those who are in need to see the light and learn the truth through his word.
1: That is so exciting. Um, and I'm, I think that we actually have a radio station that broadcasts the Arabic, at least in the past we Mm. did. So sometimes, yeah, when, when you say, you don't know, Greg, aren't you supposed to be, uh, overseeing all this? Well, there's so many different ways that the word is going out in these languages that sometimes we don't always know the source, but don't you love planting seeds? And we're talking about Dr. McGee flinging flinging seeds. seeds. And it's just exciting.
0: Yeah. The thing that I like also is that, you know, there's a big concern concern in Europe particularly in Sweden of arabic speakers coming yes, in with a yeah. particular religious background yes. coming in and becoming you know a radical movement and mm-hmm. there's all sorts of you know uh, security measures that they're trying to figure out how to get a handle and there there have been issues with that these folks, just like everybody else on planet Earth, needs the gospel. Yeah. And Jesus Christ and the gospel is what's going to change these folks' hearts. And who knows? Maybe the Lord moved them into these situations, out of their normal cultures, into a very different culture, to where they're going to have more freedoms to hear the message of the gospel, and through the Bible is providing some of that resource so those people can do that.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely right. What you just described is is the the situation of so many who emigrate into other countries, yeah. and it, it it's an exciting opportunity for us.
0: Yeah. Greg, why don't you pray for us as we begin our study?
1: Father, thank you that in a part of the world where we don't always expect to see a lot of fruit, you've just encouraged our hearts. And and thank you for encouraging us to keep flinging the seed all over the world to all the different languages so that you can bring people to faith in Christ and you can be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Now here's Dr. J. Vernon McGee with our study of Job 1 on Through the Bible.
2: Now, friends, we come back to the book of Job today. We were introduced last time to our first scene because we have here in the first two chapters a drama that explains the book of Job, actually. But a scene now that we're looking at today that Job was totally unaware of. We saw last time the land of Uz somewhere in the Near East, the Middle East. Somewhere in that vast desert area, there lived this man in that fertile crescent. Wealthy man, one of the wealthiest men of his day, outstanding man, living in the lap of luxury. Everything seemed to be wonderful. He didn't even detect that there was anything wrong with his own life because he was a man who believed in God and who worshiped God and walked before him, hated evil. He is a little different than modern man. This man, though, had a fear, and that was of his children, that they might have departed from God. And so he offers a burnt offering for them. That burnt offering speaks of Christ. May I say to you, this man is a man of God, actually. Now, that scene ends, and our next scene opens in heaven. And what a scene. And this is something Job was totally unaware of. And those that are in the book of Job, they did not know this took place at all. And this enables us to understand and interpret some of the things that happen to God's people today. I don't say it's the total explanation, but it's part of it. Now, will you notice verse 6? Now there was a day. "...when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them." Now, this is a scene in heaven. And there comes before God the sons of God, is created intelligences. I must confess I know very little about them. I think they're numberless. It's numberless as the sand on the seashore, which means you and I can't count them. And they're a vast company. These are not human beings. They do not belong to our race. But these are God's created intelligences, and they're responsible creatures. They have to come and report to God as a matter of regular routine. And then that's something I suppose we would expect that. But now there's something here that's rather shocking. We're told, and Satan came also among them. That's shocking. Verse 7, And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? And by the way, he has to make a report also. That is amazing, isn't it? And he says this, I guess he came from hell. No, he didn't. Friends, hell hadn't been opened up yet. No one's in hell today. It's going to be. And it's not opened up, actually, until after the millennium takes place on this earth. There'll be the judgment of the great white throne. And hell is a place prepared for the devil and his angels, but they're not there yet. Fact of the matter is, he has as much access to this earth as you and I have, more so. We're told that he came and made this report. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it. Now, this man had access to this earth, so much so that apparently it was his domain. Instead of being in hell, he's on this earth. And he goes up and down, east, west, north, and south. And he is called that. He's called the God of this world. And he's called also the prince of the power of the Air. And we're told that he goes up and down seeking whom he may devour so that he has great access and freedom in this earth today. And we're warned. Peter warned us and said, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. My friend, this is a warning and this is exactly what the book of Job says. Satan himself said he's got freedom to go up and down this earth. And he offered the Lord Jesus the kingdoms of this earth. And the Lord Jesus never said to him, you don't have them to offer. He just turned them down. And apparently, he has a certain amount of freedom. And when you look at this earth today, it does look like it. he's running things, does it not? God is overruling, but it looks like that he is running things on this earth today. And we're told that this is a world that you and I live in that actually is controlled by Satan, and he has to be overcome. And we can only overcome him by the blood of the Lamb. Now, this is quite a revelation, is it not? And contrary to modern thinking. Now, notice verse 8, "...and the Lord said unto Satan... Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there's none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and is cheweth evil? Now, God made a good report of Job. He said he's outstanding, and evidently Satan had been trying to get at him. And the reason that I think I know that, Satan answered the Lord and said, Verse 9, Doth Job fear God for naught? Now, apparently, this creature had been trying to get through to Job. And he made a discovery that he couldn't get through to him because there was a hedge about him. And Satan then casts a slur on mankind. I think he despises mankind. And he suggests that Job is really a time server. Listen to this. Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Verse 10. Hast not thou made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land. You have put a hedge around him and I can't touch him. And I believe that there's a hedge about Every believer today, and I don't think Satan can touch you unless God permits it. And if God permits it, it'll be for a purpose. That's what this book teaches, by the way. Now, the thing is, he casts now this slur upon him. He says, verse eleven, but put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath, and he'll curse thee to the face. My he has no use for you or me. He says, You and our time sir." And if God took down that head and took everything from us, we'd curse God. A lot of them would, by the way. No question about that. All you have to listen to it. Here in Southern California, keep your ears open. And I hear God curse nearly every day. I went by where there was a building being erected. And one of the foremen there was attempting to make some sort of adjustment in something, and he didn't. The thing fell. And my, he began to curse God. (laughs) I tell you, I don't know. He may go to church on Sunday, tear a big Bible. I don't know. I do know this. He cursed God. And you hear that constantly today. Men are not rightly related to God, friends, anything but. But this man, Job, had a hedge around him, and Satan couldn't touch him. And Satan said, I'd like to get to him. And he hates mankind. Why in the world anybody wants to serve Satan? I don't know. Because he despises us. And I wouldn't want a master like that. I want a master that will love me and be sympathetic to me. And that's the kind of a master I have. Now, will you notice, we're told here, And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power." Only upon himself put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. Now, I tell you, sometimes God permits Satan to take away from us these things we lean on. I know that when our little blanket is taken away from us, my many of us feel so helpless, incapable, and lost in the world. And many of us cry out to God. Now, notice, God's going to permit Satan to take from this man his possessions. And believe me, Satan would destroy us if he could. Now, verse 13, the scene changes. Now, the scene in heaven concludes, and now we have a scene down on earth. And notice this, that was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. They were just having a high old time, friends. They were going around first from one brother's house to another. And it was a banquet every day. They were really living it up, living in the lap of luxury, taking it easy. And then what happens? Well, there came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen were plowing the asses, feeding beside them, and the Sabaeans fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Well, here Job has been having it nicely. He didn't know that he had enemies like this, and the Sabaeans come in, and they slay all of his cattle here. And while he was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The fire of God is fallen of heaven, and it's burned up the sheep and the servants, and consume them, and I only am alone to tell the story. It's called the fire of God. It's interesting that today, my kid, an insurance man, a friend of mine, he has in his policy, you know, that if your house burns up, or if it's destroyed by an act of God, we always blame God if something is destroyed. And in that day they were saying that the fire of God fell. But who did it? Well, Satan did it? And I don't know why. Why don't they say an in the insurance policy if Satan gets through to me if God permits it and Satan gets through to me and burns up my house. That's another approach, you see, and probably it'd be more accurate. And this is what happened. And we're told here while he was yet speaking There came also another, and said, The Chaldeans made out three bands, fell upon the camels, and carried them away; yea, and slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Now you talk about the crash of the stock market. This is real stock, and they're all gone. Everything's wiped out. While he was yet speaking, there came also another, and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And behold, I came a great wind from the wilderness and smote the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young man, and they are dead, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Now, here's a tragedy beyond tragedies. This is a terrible tragedy. Now, all of his children are slain. And a Texas tornado hit the house of the eldest brother. And they're all slain. Now, what are you going to do in a case like this? Well, now I want you to notice what Job does. Then Job arose, ran his mantle, shaved his head, fell down upon the ground and worshipped. Notice this man. And listen to him now. Here's his testimony. And he said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. You know, he had a viewpoint of life and a philosophy of life that Christians need today toward material things. And that is this. You and I came into this world with nothing. We were naked as a jaybird when we came into this world. And friends, we're gonna leave the world the same way. What was the old bromide? There are no pockets in a shroud. You can't take anything with you. Years ago when one of the Vanderbilts died all around it, there's a standing outside the door, maybe it was the Astors. I don't know, some wealthy family, and they were waiting for the lawyer to come out. So when he came out, why, he announced to all the relatives that the patriarch had died. And immediately, one of the relatives, one of the more greedy ones, he said, how much did he leave?" And the lawyer said, he left it all. (laughs) He didn't take anything with him. That's the way you're coming into the world. That's the way you're going out, friend. I don't care how many deeds you have. And I don't care how strong your safety deposit box is. And I don't care, my friend, what you accumulate and how much insurance you have. When you go, you are going just like you came into the world. So it's very important to have a philosophy of life that you may be living today in a $150,000 home. Or you may be living in a hovel. You today may have a big bank account. Or you may not have any bank account at all. You may today have a safety deposit box filled with stocks and bonds. Or you may not even have a safety deposit box. Doesn't make any difference who you are. You're going to leave the same way you came into this world. So whatever you've got, you're a steward of it. Really, it's not yours, is it? When you look at it in the final analysis. And Job, my, this man, he falls down here and he worships God. Oh, he ran his manly, shaved his head, and you could have heard this man weeping a half a mile away. He's lost everything. And he's lost his sons and his daughters. But listen to him. He says, the Lord gave, and whatever you've got, God gave it to you and May I say to you, if he took it away, then he took it away. And he's going to hold you responsible and me responsible how we use things. That's the reason that we saw when we went Second Corinthians, Paul called us all stewards. We're stewards. And a steward handles what belongs to somebody else. And God's going to ask you, I used all of his material things. Everything down here is his. You're just using them, and when you leave... You won't be taking them with you. So it's how you use what you got down here. And this man says this, and we're told in all this Job's sin, not, not charge God foolishly. Now, this man didn't lose his faith. This man still is holding on to God. And now the sin is in heaven. And we come to chapter 2. Now, will you notice this? Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. They all have to report to God. You and I are going to report someday. And again, you remember we looked at the judgment seat of Christ. And we're going to report on our stewardship down here. That's where Christians come. That's not the great white throne judgment. And we're going to give an account. And here are the creatures of God coming. They have to make a report. Well, he's God, friends. You're not God, and you're not operating free today. I hear so much about, we want liberty. How much liberty do you have? A grasshopper can jump higher, and you can jump according to his size. If you could jump like a grasshopper, you could jump over the tallest building that's in the world today, but you can't do it. What about your liberties, your freedom that you talk about today? May I say to you, You're a creature, a God. You're going to have to answer to him. And here they're all turning in their report. And even Satan had to come. He's not beyond the And Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said unto Satan, From whence comest thou? He has to report. God already knew, but he's got to tell the Lord. And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. I've been down in my bailiwick. I'm running that place down there now, and I think he's still running it. Looks like it when I look about me today. Verse 3, And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God, and escheweth evil? And still he holdeth fast his integrity, although thou movest me against him. To destroy him without cause. Now, let's understand. What happened to Job happened without a cause. Now, somebody is always saying, why does God let this happen to me? You know, it may be the Lord will say, well, there was no reason for it. (laughs) Actually, no reason. I wasn't whipping you. I wasn't punishing you. I was just bringing you up a little higher. (laughs) That's what he did with Job. But it was without a cause. And sometimes today we point our finger at a believer and say, oh, God is whipping him. He may not. He may be testing him in a way. He can't test you and me because he couldn't trust us with the trouble. And very frankly, I would never want to go through what Job went through. We're going to have to leave off right there, but we'll pick right up there next time. May the Lord richly bless you, my beloved.
0: Learn more about the purpose of our suffering at ttb.org forward slash booklets when you download Dr. McGee's free booklet, Why Do God's Children Suffer? Or you can call us at 1-865-BIBLE if you have questions about this fruitful ministry. Well, I'm Steve Schwetz, and I'd ask you to join us next time as the Bible bus rolls along in your neighborhood and around the world. God bless you today as you walk with Him in His Word. grateful for the faithful and generous support of Through the Bible's partners whom God uses to take the whole word to the whole world.